It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back to KSL. It's a privilege for me to be with our host today, filling in for Lee Lonsbury, uh, Amy Donaldson. I'm Scott Howe, and we appreciate you listening. We, uh, we got a text uh, during the last few minutes, and it says uh, this. Public health officials should have degrees in either epidemiology or in public health. They do not necessarily need to be MDs, but they do need to understand epidemiology. Many MDs do not have a good understanding of epidemiology. So in the spirit of listening to others, thank you to that texter, Lewis. Thank you for sending that in. We really appreciate it. And um, Amy, and, you want to go ahead and introduce our next guest? Yeah, we have, <clears throat> excuse me, we have with us Dave Kelly. He's the chair of the Pioneer Park Coalition. Um, and we're going to talk about homelessness uh, as it in this age of everything, right? The COVID-19 outbreak has impacted homeless people Um you know, pretty significantly. Are you with us, Dave? Yes, I am. Yay. Welcome to the show. Thanks, oh, thanks. thanks for having me. Um, so just tell us a little bit about sort of uh, what you've been seeing and what you've learned um, throughout this, th- throughout the outbreak. Uh, well, we've, I think we've really seen that um, without, without a, a, a single leader in the homeless service system, um, it, it it leads to the potential for a lot of breakdowns in communication and a lot of um, uh, uh, so without a of without a place for the right? buck to stop, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Like, <laughs> hey, this this isn't us. You need to be calling the county about this, or you need to be calling the city, Salt Lake City, or you need to be calling shelter the homeless or mm-hmm. or the state like who who do you call to get help and, and i think it just leaves a lot of people frustrated and you know with, with operation rio grande uh wrapping up june 30th um i mean if you drive through the the rio grande area it it's moved backward at a very quick pace where um i would be shocked if before march of next year we don't have 2,000, 3,000, 2,500 people out camping in the area again because that's what we're allowing. Yeah. And I, I think I just recently read a report, and uh, Katie McKellar did a, a, a pretty phenomenal story on the fact that, like, there are more – that homelessness hasn't decreased at all. We haven't in, – in all of our efforts to try to get a handle on this problem, we haven't decreased the number of unsheltered people. Yeah, well, and and I think that you bring up a, a good a good point as well. Is the the new model, the new system, wasn't necessarily to it, it was it was set up to build bandwidth, and it was set up to build to get people into connected with their most their their highest chance of success, whatever that might be in life. Um, and the, you know, it wasn't about having somebody go to a shelter, go to a resource center, and and that be their residency for the next 15 years or two years. It was about getting people 
off the street, getting them connected to, you know, if it's mental health counseling, if it's drug addiction, if it's alcoholism, if it's job training, if it's job placement, whatever. But it was about getting people back into uh, a, a level of, of self-sufficiency in society. David, I've, and, and, uh, oh, yeah. go ahead. Sorry. Well, I was just going to say, and you know, I think a lot of people think that, oh, the new resource center model, right? There's more people. There weren't enough beds. And, and it was, if you really took a step back and looked at this from the top down and from the bottom up and from the side, you'd see that that's how it was set up. It was built to keep a, a pressure on the system. So case management and, and the service providers are saying, okay, you know, Scott, who do you, like, how do we help you get back on your feet? Not, hey, we, hey, Scott, like, happy birthday. You know, it's been three years now. Like, good job. Happy birthday. So. So you're, you're talking a little bit about self-sufficiency and self-reliance of finding yeah. out. And, and, if, and I know there's tons of issues with uh, regards to mental health as well as uh, addiction. And uh, I understand that the legislature is also looking at, uh, you know, opening up more beds. Uh, Dave, it, the road home, um, I, I got some information that they are, that they bought a building or something like that. Are they going to build a new shelter? Is that what it is? Or do you know anything about that? Uh, so I know they, they bought a building over on Main Street um, just by the Ball Diamond. Um, and, and I know that they've, they're in the middle of remodeling it. Um, but the, if it's for offices, right, they have office space. I mean, there's office space built into the into the two resource centers um, that they're operating out of. Um, so there's there's space that was built that's being donated. Um, why why would you need another space? I, I don't think it's zoned for um, for uh, shelter or emergency overflow or anything. Uh, I haven't seen anything like that come up with the city. So the only thing it could, I think it could be is you know administrative office space for them would it be for permanent housing or supportive housing maybe that all the resource centers have offices in them right yeah yeah they all have administrative offices and um you know when when i toured the 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 (laughs) gail miller resource center um and toward the back office space i mean there's there's a significant amount of space there that that can be used um and if you needed to get a little more efficient to get a couple more people in, you you, you could easily do that. Um, you know, it wouldn't be like trying to put sardines into a can. So, so I'm curious about this. And, and I used to, when I did go to the office before pre-COVID, um, you know, people say, well, you know, what's the problem with letting people camp, you know, in, like in Pioneer Park or, or you know, sleep outside if they want yeah Yeah, just you know why not leave people alone and i would say this i i feel like it's very unsafe so i don't know that we did the right thing but i know that we had to do something because it felt like i couldn't walk um you know to go get dinner in you know in certain areas um safely or with i'd have to ask somebody to go with me and i i don't know that that problem has been solved and I just wonder, what is the discussion about making downtown more, you know, walk-friendly, visitor-friendly without 
being inhumane to people who are in crisis and suffering? That, that's very a very good question, and and right, like Operation Rio Grande wasn't about uh, arresting our way out of homelessness. It was about connecting officers with people to help them get help, um, and it, and it was very community based police uh, policing, and it, it really is. Is it okay for people to camp? Well, those people are being preyed upon by drug cartels. Um, you know, those people are being beat up. Those people are, are uh, you know, being mugged. They're getting robbed for uh, for belongings and for their money. Um, is that really humane to allow that to happen? You know, somebody who who needs help and who is just trying to figure out anything that they can do and to say, okay, it's okay for you to 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 camp here because. We, we want to. We don't want to. We don't want to harass people. I don't see how that that can be humane. It, it's it's letting people get preyed upon. Yeah, I mean, I know it's a complicated issue. I I have this complicated feeling about it. Just being uh, an employee, you know, working downtown and walking around downtown, um, your heart Amy, goes you out noticed- to people, but also you're afraid. Amy, have you noticed any difference in the last? Uh, I know you haven't come in at the office, but I think you were in there today. Is uh, I've heard no, that. I'll, I'll tell you, no, it's not. Right. I know people have said that. You yeah. know, when they were at the very initial bit of this, when they were doing some sweeps, obviously there was a big pr- police presence, and so it was a little right. bit different. But I can't walk to the gateway, or not? Is it the gateway? I yeah, get confused gateway. sometimes yeah. between uh-huh. gateway and the and I don't. I can't remember the other one. The mall, the big food court areas, right? Yeah. So where there's yeah. food places right. um, without getting yelled at. And that's why I actually do, I love the scooters because or the bikes because I feel like I'm a little bit more, a little safer because I hate getting my car out of the parking and trying to park downtown. I mean, there's so many issues with being downtown. And if you want people downtown and you want people supporting downtown businesses, you really have to come up with some solutions that are both you know, compassionate and loving towards people who are struggling and suffering, but also it's so that it's safe and enjoyable to be downtown. Um, we're up against a break. So thank you so much for joining us, Dave. Um, we really appreciate your help and your insight and, uh, uh, good luck. Let us know, reach out if there's something more we can do. Um, uh, you're listening to live Mike on KSL news radio. Thank you for joining us. Hang in there. Most exciting part of the day is coming up. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.